You're supposed to say, I know how it goes, man, but Engvall. 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 Let's go! Good. We all feel Stop! good. Stop! Never gets rusty into my kitchen. Producer Drew, can you fix all this? And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple, crumple, yeet! Saw that going differently. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. No! 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 Leafs lose 3-2 to the New York Islanders on home ice. They're 0-3 against a non-playoff team, and the game-winning goal was scored by a guy who had five goals coming into the game. With his game-winning goal, he now has as many goals this season as he has years remaining on his contract. And that sounds fun, and lols, and lol at the Islanders and Lou Lamorello, but he walked the Leafs off at home! Islanders aren't even in a playoff spot and they are undefeated against the Leafs. You could say the same thing about the Chicago Blackhawks. They didn't win either of those games either. Listen, listen, listen. I can already hear it. I can already see it. I'm, I'm looking down at the comment section. I can see you. I can see you through the thing. I can see you. I already hear you saying, listen, it wasn't that bad of a game. Let's not overreact to this. Not every game has to be some sort of thing. And you know what? I agree. I do agree. In general, I thought the Leafs played a pretty good game. I thought the Islanders played a pretty good game. That was a hard nose, fast pace. Those guys were all over each other. There was no space available out there. That was a fun and tight hockey game. It was good. Could have gone either way. It went their way. Oh well, say to But Pierre Engvall! Islanders fans, back me up here. This is the second time this has happened already this season. The Leafs were down 3-1 to the New York Islanders. John Tavares needed two more points to hit 1,000. And what did I say? What did I tweet out into the universe? I said, you watch. He's going to get two points for his 1,000th. They're going to tie it. It's going to go to overtime. And they're going to lose. What happened? Two points. He scored the game-tying goal with like six seconds left. It went to overtime. And they lost. And in this one, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? It's Pierre Engvall's return to Toronto. And you know one thing, one thing, not necessarily that the Islanders are going to win or even that he's going to get the game-winning goal, but him getting a goal is the free space of this game. It is the free space. And it's late in the game. There's only two minutes left, and he hasn't got one yet. And not for a moment did I think, well, I guess he's just not getting one. No! No! It's obligatory, and it's going to happen. And then it happened. It was written in the stars that it happened, and it just so happened to be the game-winning goal. You could go back years. This was on TV where Peter Holland goes to, I think it was the Arizona Coyotes, and I'm like, well, how's he going to end the Leafs' night? He got the shootout winner. Do you understand that if I were to go back into a time machine and go to the long, long ago, I'd probably be fine. I wouldn't be burned like a witch, you know, because the Leafs didn't exist a long time ago. But if the Leafs did exist, they'd look at me and say, that's a witch! Death 
taxes and the Leafs leafing in the leafiest way possible, easily. I'm sorry, nobody's like this. Nobody else has to live with this stress, with this life. The Leafs' next game is on Wednesday. They're still in Toronto and it's against the Dallas Stars. Do you think the Dallas Stars are spending one moment, or, or their fans are spending one moment worrying like, uh-oh, I bet Max Domi's about to go off against us now! No! No one else has to deal with that! Steve, are you saying the players never score against their former teams? Of course I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's only one team where it's money in the bank! This game was practically Leaf Bingo! Former Leaf scored against them, dude got his first career goal against them. You know me, you know that I know my hockey players, I watch all around the league. I killed who he played for that game on the, on the podcast, I did really well! Kyle McLean scored and I'm like, who is that man? Who is that man? I don't know that man. Sorry to this man. Listen, this was a well-played game. To me, a well-played game from both teams, Leafs included, obviously, and they blew it. First period, it's a little bit of jumpy hockey. Everyone's a little rusty coming off of the break and everything. The Leafs trade chances with the Islanders. Pucks going wide. The New York Islanders' own version of M. Riley, Mike Riley, puts it right off the bar after a feed from Barzal. And who gets the puck? Barzal! Honestly, you can carve guys for their defensive positioning, whatever, whatever. I think that's just a really hard-nosed, dogged play from Barzal. And he showed it with his fired up celebration. Like, that's a great goal, man. Islanders go up one nothing. Shots are 13 to 11 for the Islanders. And I'm like, are, are the Islanders okay? You guys do offense now? We go to the second period. Leafs are great right away. It's an unreal first minute of the second. Simone Benoit goes to blow up Matt Barzal. Barzal just misses. Bo Horvat jumps in there. It's a spirited fight. Benoit has the height advantage. Horvat has the weight advantage. Ultimately, I thought Benoit got the better of him. He had a really good punch there near the end. The Leafs were on the penalty kill. The Islanders took a penalty because of the fight, and it actually ended in a few seconds of four-on-four -four hockey. The Leafs scored during those few seconds. Off of the face-off, this happens, which I'm sure Patrick Waugh loved a whole big bunch. Mitch Marner and about a kilometer of ice between him and the next closest Islander. He makes a move, freezes Sorokin, and buries it. The Leafs tie the game! And then they get the power play! To which you would think, oh, they're about to score here too and build all the momentum. Wrong! The Islanders kill it. Kyle McLean comes out of the box and scores on the breakaway. Now listen, I don't think Ilya Samsonov had a bad game. I generally think he gave his team a chance to win. However, on this goal, I was like, ooh. At the end of the day, a breakaway is a breakaway, but he got him. But Sheldon Keefe was asked about this breakaway at the end of the game, and he was pretty upset. From David Alter, Sheldon Keefe asked if he's frustrated a player coming out of the penalty box got this clean a break at this point of the season. Keefe said, it has nothing to do with this point in the year. This is the National Hockey League. That's peewee stuff. It has nothing to do with the season or anything like that. You play on the power play in the National Hockey League, they should not get behind you coming out of the penalty box. And who's that guy? Who's that guy right there? Like, Nylander should maybe be in a better spot? I don't know. Or is it Timothy Lilligren, the guy who ends up chasing down Kyle McLean fruitlessly and he gets his first NHL goal? Here, wait a sec, wait a sec. I think I can hear Sheldon Keefe from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think that was him. Now, he might have been yelling at Brad, but what I think he was actually thinking in that moment was... <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. That dude is let me love you incarnate. Like, I want to love this player. I want to. <laughs> dude, I talked about this before the season on the podcast. Like, obviously this wouldn't happen now. It's not going to happen right now. But with his age and where he's at in his career, you wouldn't wave Timothy Lilligren. You wouldn't. However, is he closer to a top four defenseman on a team worth watching? Or is he closer to a defenseman that you could take or leave? Dude is 24. He's going to be 25 at the end of April. Like, dude, I'm looking at the billboard charts from when he was drafted. Like, this was not recent. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Desposito. That's what I like by Bruno Mars. Humble by Kendrick Lamar. That friggin' song. Doo -doo 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 -doo. You know that one? And we all looked at Eric Carlson and said, I want something just like this. And we got him! And the frustration's starting to set in with William Nylander, too. Just because there was a stat going around before he ended up getting an assist later in the game he's gone pointless in seven of nine games now correct me if i'm wrong but i believe the way it worked is he had two goals against the sharks signed a contract extension had three assists against the sharks and then had seven games with no points out of nine again i think this was a great game i think it was a lot of fun extremely frustrating that they lost now Third period, Sheldon Keefe does his favorite thing, and that's screw with the lines for just reasons. Montes Holmberg is out there with the top line. Sure. Well, gosh darn it if he's not on the ice for like 10 seconds before drawing a penalty with about five minutes to go. On that power play, Nylander mm, to Morgan Riley, puts it on John Tavares with the tip, tied game! With less than five minutes to go. Dude, that's a point. That's a point. It has to be a point. This is a team that is chasing you in a playoff race. Now, they probably leapfrog Philly before they leapfrog you, but they also might not. But nope, two minutes to go, and TJ Brody, who's still playing with Morgan Riley, gives it to Morgan Riley. Morgan has been fantastic for this team. He was an all-star for a reason. He This is probably the best hockey he's ever played, honestly. Like, dating back to the playoffs, I've never seen this player this good. This, all of this, stinks. Brody sends a pass behind the net to Riley, and he just whacks this thing backhand in the hopes that it's going to go off the boards, and William Nylander, or maybe Tyler Bertuzzi gets it. Dude, it's not close. It's not close. Brock Nelson picks it off right away. Right away, it's a fire drill. Kyle Palmieri comes screaming in like a bat out of hell, and he luckily whiffs on the one-timer he goes after it though after that there's a battle for position in front morgan riley does not lose pierre engvall he shoulder checks and everything he knows he's there but then engvall who's never used his size for anything just shoves this guy gently out of the way look at the space between engvall and riley when he takes the shot and he's got this enormous reach so samsonov has to also make an enormous stretch because he figures engvall's going wide he goes five hole instead like you can be mad at samsonov if you want this is a goalie who gave his team a chance to win and a team that refused to win and they wasted some really, really, really strong performances in this game. I loved Marner's game. I loved Matthew's game. Tavares getting a goal. Nylander getting a much needed assist. Even Riley did pick up a point in there. 
Uh, who else did I really like? Matthew Nyes was really good. Simone Benoit I loved. Ryan Reeves almost scored twice, and Samsonov was at very least, at very least adequate. The fourth line had some good shifts. Oh, I had high hopes for Noah Gregor. I, I hate to pick on the player. I had high hopes for Gregor on a line with Max Domi and Nick Robertson. I thought it could work. Dude, I think on a playoff team, on an ideal lineup, between him and any of four or five different guys on the Marlies, I'd sooner try them. I, I'm sorry. He can't handle the puck. He's fast. He's willing to go for his teammates. He can sort of shoot. I don't hate those parts about his game, but when I see him rushing up the ice with the puck, which the Islanders were more than happy to let him do, he can't do anything with it. It's worse than Kapanen. Kapanen would fly up the ice, not know what to do, stop, curl back. You knew that every time. Gregor flies up the ice and loses the puck. Like, that happened over and over and over again. That takes Robertson out of the game, and I thought he had a pretty good game. That takes Domi out of the game, and I thought he had a pretty good game. It takes them out of the game. And now it leads to this from Luke Fox. Hey, Pierre Engvall, did you have money on the board tonight? And he pauses and he has a big smile, probably with his shirt off. He never wears a shirt and he goes, yeah. Dude, you made a video tribute for a forward with a career high of 15 goals and then he scored the game winner on you and said this, boo, boo and hiss, you stink. Like, is there a single Dallas Stars fan in the world right now who's worried about Wednesday? Hey, Max, did you have money on the board? <laughs> I know the Stars didn't trade Max Domi, so it's not an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, but come on. Here's how dumb this team is. The Leafs' next two games are against the Dallas Stars, who, honest to goodness, might make some noise in the playoffs this year, and the Sens. Which game do you think the Leafs are more likely to lose? Yeah! Yeah! The Saturday one! The Sens one! The lottery team one! Why? Questions? Uh, this first question comes from Steve. Uh, Steve, did Taylor Swift, uh, steal your, uh, book title? Uh, you might look at that picture and go, Steve, I've never seen you do that pose. Read her shoulder. It says, I love you. It's ruining my life. Hmm, that sounds an awful lot like, this team is ruining my life, but I love them. Oh, I became a professional hockey fan. Still available in places there's no way she didn't know about this this was a best-selling book in canada no i i just i don't actually think that i thought it was very funny uh i bet she has scary lawyers i'm just joking to be clear this is a joke i am less worried about taylor swift's legal team and more worried about uh her uh swifties from pens fan 8714 what do you think the leafs need most as the trade deadline approaches who would you have them go for honestly um <laughs> It's interesting because here's the thing. I think you're asking that question like, ooh, they're going for a playoff run. They're going to try to win a few rounds. They're going to go and try to contend for the Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't know if they're doing that. And like, listen, it's the NHL. Nothing is impossible. But last year, they felt like they had a really good shot at it. They emptied the cupboard. They traded every draft pick they had. They went out and they got Luke Shen. They got Ryan O'Reilly, which is massive, and Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty's sad face. They pulled out all the stops. This is not an all the stops year. This whole Chris Tanev thing, it could make some sense if they extend him. Uh, unless they do that, 
then getting a rental doesn't make much sense to me. If it's a cheap one, I'm talking cheap, maybe a little improvement on the decor. Ideally, a guy who shoots right and doesn't suck. That'd be cool. But honestly, I'd much rather them give a bunch of guys on the Marlies a try uh, up front on the D. Uh, I, I don't really think they have anyone. So I guess a defenseman at the trade deadline. Honestly, I think they got to look at hockey trades, uh, stuff for the future, and everything else is just kidding yourself at this point. Over the next month, and there's still a month, plus a few days, they got to prove that they're a team worth buying for. And if they don't, you gotta keep the long-term health of this organization as your top priority. So that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you liked this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends, hey, we did a stream today. We, we did a did, did a LFR today. We got a brand new Steve Dangle podcast tomorrow. Brand new Chris Johnston show tomorrow. We got a lot going on today and tomorrow. So you're not even going to miss me. Goodbye, but like you won't miss me.